Welcome to Healing House with Dr. Eileen. Dr. Eileen is an international healer, speaker, teacher, and published author of her latest book, Frequencies. Share the next half hour with us as we journey to find balance of body, mind, and spirit in an unbalanced world. We then invite you to call in or log into our chat and share your thoughts and insights. And now your host, Dr. Eileen. Well, happy Thursday, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. And for those of you who are down in the L.A. area, the guest call-in number is 424-258-9337. And for everyone else, including everyone right here in the absolutely beautiful, but boy, are we toasty, San Francisco Bay Area, the number is 877-697-9725. The chat room is open, so you can log in there and listen in, and after the show, I'll be logging into the chat room, and if you call in, make sure that you press 1, because what that will do is let Kaina know that you would like to speak to me. Otherwise, just listen in, and hope everyone is having a wonderful day and that Memorial Weekend, well, for all those here in the States went well and safely. And as we step into a time of family and weddings and graduations and transitions and transformation, and usually a lot of heat, it is often a paradigm when we spend a lot of time with people. And especially when it is toasty warm, Sometimes tempers may flare a little bit. And often when we think about, you know, getting together and being miserable hot and just, you know, look, look, just don't deal with me. Let me have some water. Let me sit in my air conditioning. You know, tempers can, like I said, can flare. And that brings us to the topic for today, which is, I call this episode The Message Transmitted. And there's an old saying that goes, the message transmitted is not always the message received. And we're going to be looking at the fact that sometimes issues arise when what we say is not exactly what we mean. And it can be really difficult to anticipate how someone is going to react by something you say. And, you know, it it, it happens. And I don't think that there's any of us who have not been in the situation of looking at somebody and saying, that's not what I said. What I said was this, but what they heard was something totally different. And when we have times that we are just not feeling like we're being heard in the way that we want to be heard, either the issue is in the transmission or the issue is in the receiving. And there are ways to be able to figure out which one it is. Because we may say something and because it goes through the filter of another person's perceptions, it could go into a totally different direction. For something as simple as looking at somebody and saying, wow, you really look great today. One way that that message could be received is, wow, 
this person noticed, you know, I really look great. Maybe I changed my hair. Oh, man, I feel so good. Thank you, person. Or it could go through the filter of, oh, so I look lousy the rest of the time, so normally I don't look this good, so I look good today, but you don't expect me to look good tomorrow. How rude you are. Either possibility is there from a statement as innocent as, you look really good today. And if something that basic can run off into a direction that you didn't even anticipate or intend, think of how other things could go into a bad filter. And what I mean by bad filter is it is a filter that has a lot of debris that is clogging it. It also pertains to the way that the person views themselves. If it is a person with low self-esteem or a person who has a tendency to be very defensive, their anticipation is that whatever you say, it's going to run through their filter of their own self-judgment. And they're going to respond as if that was the intention. Now, on the transmission side, Sometimes when we speak, we're speaking from a perspective that we may hold and understand, but somebody else may not. And if you're talking about something, you know, back when in the 70s, um, when, you know, we look at something and go, man, that is bad. That is a bad car. And for those of you who remember the 70s, you know, yes. The idea of the term bad meant that it was good or that it was, you know, really something awesome. But you were to say, oh, man, that is a bad car or that is bad. Now the perception is, no, that means it's bad. It's undesirable. It's, it's not as appealing as it was back in the 70s. So when we think about what our perspective is on something, what is the message that we're transmitting? What are we saying other than our words? What is our body language saying? If we look at somebody and say, oh, nice to see you, and, you know, our body language is open, we're relaxed, we're smiling, But if we're, you know, they walk in and we look at them and we roll our eyes and say, oh, nice to see you, and walk out, that has a whole different energy to it. That is, it's the exact same words, but the communication body, the communication of the energy takes it into a completely different direction. So what is it that we're saying? Um. A new friend who is um, in a strong tradition of, you know, Native American tradition, and he gave a beautiful talk here at the Center for Creative Living. And part of it was walking the beauty way and, you know, walking in beauty. And what that means is you walk in a place of prayer and a place of peace for yourself, within yourself, and with the world around you. And you walk gently in the world. And you walk with kindness and compassion. And you walk from a place of deep connection you know, to yourself, 
to spirit and to all things around you, which is a wonderful thing. And, and if any of you have ever studied that, if any of you, you know, are interested in it, I strongly recommend, you know, looking it up and reading about some of the things that are just so beautiful about walking in beauty. And one of the things he said in his talk was, where is your heart today? And when you're in a conversation with someone, thinking, where is my heart right now? Where is my heart today? Am I upset over something that has nothing to do with this person but that happened earlier, and yet I'm stuck in that energy, so my dealing with this person is going to come from that really hard heart. I'm going to be impatient with them. I'm going to take out some of my issues on them because, you know, this other situation has me upset. That's a part of the message transmitted. The message transmitted goes far beyond anything that is said verbally. What energy are we holding? And I know we've all experienced this where you are at a party or at a gathering and someone walks in and without even saying anything, it's like the room is suddenly a little bit brighter and people know them. It's like, hey, you know, Bob is here. And, man, you know, we know that the time is going to get really good now because, you know, it's a person that come in, they're smiling, you know, they, you know, they just light up the room. And we'll know that this is a person who is fun to be around. So without any verbal communication, the energy in the room shifts. At the same time, you could have somebody who walks in who is a constant complainer, someone who as soon as they get you, you know, in a conversation, they dominate the conversation, they talk about themselves, and, you know, it's just you really don't find it pleasant to be around that person. And that person walks in, and immediately the energy in the room goes down. It's like, oh, really? They're here? And without saying anything, it creates a huge shift. So how do we transmit? And this has a lot to do with, your sort of your relationship with yourself, with your state of mind at the time, with generally the things that make you you. Some people have very bubbly personalities and very hyper personalities, and so part of their transmission is going to be that heightened level of excitement, that heightened level of energy. And that can be sometimes, sometimes draining. But, you know, it's, it's the way they are. When they transmit, part of that energy is going to be a higher energy. And maybe it's scattered. Maybe it's someone who um, will make plans and then they don't really follow through on them. So what's transmitted, it's like, okay, my story about this person and how they walk in this world is that, well, they – talk a lot, they talk about planning things, and it never quite goes through. So, you know, the investment in in the message is a little bit less because the message has been, you know, a certain way, and the follow-through behind it isn't there. So it's like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, you know, I'm planning this thing, and let's get together, and let's do this. And, you know, the message transmitted is, well, maybe we'll get together, maybe we won't. But I'm excited. I was like, okay, I can be excited with you, and, you know, I won't invest much in it. So the message that they're transmitting 
or that they believe they're transmitting is telling me about this wonderful event that they would like me to go to and that, you know, it's all going to be this and that and very exciting. The message received is, okay, this may or may not come together, so I can be okay with it either way. Now, I could respond saying, you know what, I hear what you're saying, and, you know, and it sounds exciting. It's just that I'm really curious as to if this is really going to happen. Is this something that we're really setting up? If you really want me to block this time out, there have been times in the past where things haven't come through, so let's make sure that this is, this is locked in if you really want my involvement. I'm the person may, you know, may take offense at it because then the message that you're transmitting is, look, I'd love to spend time with you, and I've been kind of burned a few times in the past where you know, we make big plans and I set aside time, and it doesn't happen. So I just want to make sure that this is going to happen. That's the message that's being transmitted back. But what the message that that person may hear is, I don't want to spend time with you. I don't like you. I don't believe you. Um, yeah, and all this other hard stuff. So they could be responding with being deeply offended that you would even question whether or not it was legitimate, even though there's a history that definitely brings it into question. So how do we find the even ground? How do we find the middle of the road where we can feel confident in both the message we're transmitting and at the same time, view the message received from a wider point of view? Well, probably one of the best ways is this old technique that used to be called active listening. Active listening was something in, you know, from the 70s and the 80s, which meant that your full concentration and your full focus was on the person speaking to you and what they were saying. You were making full eye contact. You were focused on each and every word. And then when they finished, you repeated back saying, okay, what I just heard was, and then you presented back to them, and then they can either say, yes, that is what I was saying or that's what I meant, or they can say, no, that's not what I meant. What I meant was this and reword it. So it was a way of talking with each other as opposed to at each other. And a part of active listening was the idea that if you were in your mind formulating a response or an answer, that meant you were not focused on what they were saying in that moment. It was like, oh, as soon as, as, soon as they stop talking, I'm going to jump in with this, which is either a solution, a disagreement, um, a confirmation, or whatever it is that I felt I needed to say. If I start thinking about what it is that I want to say, as soon as their lips stop moving, then I'm not fully present with what they're saying. And there are times when somebody comes in and, you know, you just say, hey, how's it going? And, you know, they bite your head off. Now, is the message transmitted the same as the message that's meant? The message being transmitted is, I don't like you for any particular reason. I am going to take out my bad day on you, and I'm not being friendly. You know, all these, all these really, like, hard things. It's like, I'm having a lousy day, and I'm going to take it out on you. The message that is meant 
may be, I am having such a hard time today, and I'm scared. And I really don't know what to do with what I'm feeling. And I need someone who can hold space for me right now because I'm not in a good place. So rather than lashing out or redirecting the pain that that person is feeling, you know, at someone, when you're feeling that way, it's a lot easier to deal with when you break it down and say what you're feeling in that moment. I'm feeling upset. I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling alone. I'm feeling disrespected. And someone can be able to say, okay, this is what this person is feeling. How can I be there? Can I be there for them? Do I have the energy right now to be present with this? Now, on the other end, you go up to somebody and say, hey, you know, great day today. And they just rip into you. Or, you know, there's maybe, you know, you forgot to 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 take the trash out and you get yelled at for 20 minutes about how you never do anything and you never help and all of this. One way to receive that message would be jump right back in. It's like, oh, okay, you want to go there? I will drive us there. And then it becomes a trade-off. It's like, well, what you did, and you did this, and you did that, and why are you yelling at me? That's a way. The message, if the message received is, I'm hurting, I'm scared, I'm upset, and the person receiving the message goes, you know what, hey, hey, are you okay? You know, what's going on? You're not usually like this. You know, there's there's something there's something going on. Is it, you know, what can I help with? And by not following the energy, by not focusing on what the message was, what it is, you know, when you look at that person and they lash out at you, you know, look in their face. Is it a look of anger? Is it a look of fear? Is it a look of pain? If somebody's in pain over something, like, hey, what's going on? It's all right. What's going on? And often that person will break down and release and say, you know what? I, I, I'm just really in a bad way today. I'm really upset, and, and I'm, I really need a friend. I'm sorry. Because I don't think there's any one of us who has not, you know, just kind of done a knee-jerk reaction of, oh, my God, can't you just, when it wasn't that person who upset us. They just happened to be there. And when we think about what it is that we transmit wordlessly on a day-to-day basis, you know, somebody cuts you off without, you know, without noticing how close they were to you. That's a message. Now, we can either take that as a message of, wow, I saw you and I didn't care because I should, you know, I want that lane or or whatever and you don't matter. Or we could take it at the message, maybe that person just found out that someone close to them, you know, passed away. Maybe they've got a bunch of stuff on their mind. Maybe they're scared or nervous about something. And as we all do, had a moment of inattention that the universe in 
this beautiful way of doing it prevented there being a problem. The message transmitted is not always the message received. And when we begin a cycle of messages, the transmitter becomes the receiver. And that flips back and forth between two people. It can either lead to a healthy, wonderful, you know, great relationship and communication that is clear and mutually supportive, or it can spiral both people down into a place of antagonism, anger, and resentment. We can choose. We can choose to react to just what has been transmitted, or we can choose to take a look and go, okay, let me take a breath, take a minute, and see what else is going on with this person. You know, obviously, since I just came into this, it has nothing to do with me. So what else is going on? Is this someone who I normally, you know, would really care about? You know, if it is, it's like, you know what? Hey, what's going on? Come on, talk to me. I'm here. It is an effort, and it is a practice, and I guarantee you it's worthwhile. And even with a stranger, you know, someone is, you know, yeah, you know, get out of my way or whatever. You know, you can still look on them. It's like, hey, you know what? You you go be careful out there in the world. It's okay. And, you know, if somebody, you know, does the almost cutting me off or almost running into me, it's like, you know, all right, I am not happy about this. And creator, you know, just make sure. I put out a thought. It's like, just please. Let them slow down so that nobody, including them, gets hurt. Because they obviously have a whole lot going on inside them right now. And if we can consider that at any time someone can have a whole lot going on inside them, things that we don't know about, pain that we maybe don't realize because they're usually an up and happy person. Oh, no, you know, they, they don't have a problem in the world, you know, they're always happy, they're always up. Nobody is always happy and always up. And often it's the quietest people who never talk about themselves who, you know, may be carrying the biggest burdens. So, you know, keep in mind what the whole message is because it is easy to misinterpret because it goes through a filter that hasn't been cleaned in a while. We clean our filters by taking a good deep breath and looking at what belongs to us emotionally and what doesn't. And if you need to go out and, you know, run a few laps or walk in the sunlight, you do that. That helps clean out a filter. Having a good laugh cleans out the filter. So consider how clogged up your filter is. How long has it been since you've laughed? How long has it been since you've hugged a friend and had them hug you. Oh, speaking of hugs, in some traditions is, you know, the idea of wanting to go up and hug somebody, it's like, oh, hi, nice to meet you, big hug. There are some cultures and some traditions where that is not okay, where, you know, it it is considered disrespectful, even to the point where in some traditions it's as if that person is taking something from you. And by understanding 
that, you know, if you go in for a hug and you see the person, you know, their arms are down, maybe the look in their eye is like, uh-oh, because people don't want to be rude. So they may allow a hug, which really is not something that they want or that they're comfortable with. Touching is is very intimate, and, and sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, you know, a big hug or whatever. It's not in every culture is that something that is, is easy or that something even that is appropriate. So when we notice that if the message transmitted is, oh, you're going through something, I'm going to give you a big hug, and the message received is, I am going to be all up in your personal space and you don't have a choice in it, that can create tension. You know, make sure that, you know, if you're looking at somebody, you're reading it right, you want to give them a hug, that phrase starts with you want. What we want is not as important as what is right for someone else, what allows them to be empowered. So if they're physically reacting, you know, if if you feel either they kind of move back or down, you know, the look on their face, then you just stop and say, hey, you know what? How about a handshake? And that can go a lot more gently. By allowing and being aware, look for all of the communication. Look for the total message that, wow, is this person really receptive to the communication that I I want to be involved in? Sometimes if somebody is going through a really tough time and they don't want to talk about it, but maybe they just want somebody to sit there and listen to the radio with them or to sit there and watch a TV show with them, but maybe they don't want to talk about a particular subject or maybe they want to talk, but they want to talk about something else. Being able to clue in to the signals You know, if somebody has had a a death in their family and, you know, you go, oh, oh, man, you know, I'm so sorry. And the person just kind of looks down and says, yeah, you know, thanks. And they don't pursue it. They don't seem to want to talk about it. Or maybe they want to talk about it, but they don't want an answer. They just want somebody to listen to them. You know, they just want somebody to be present and bear witness to what they're going through. It doesn't mean that the, you know, the comfort will never be appreciated. It's just figuring out what is needed in that moment. Because once you figure out what is needed in that moment, sometimes people just want to be listened to. They don't want you to suggest a solution because there really isn't one. All they want is someone who will sit there, then other conversation can be had. You know, can I get you some tea? Yeah, that'd be nice. Okay. And sometimes it's just something as simple as that. But it's about observing. It's about paying attention. It's about making sure of the message that you really do want to transmit and knowing where your heart is today. Where is your heart in this moment? Because that, in communication, is what you're offering out. That is what somebody is receiving. They're receiving your heart. They're receiving your thought, your, your 
condolences, your joy, your sadness, and allowing them to be a partner. So that way you can make sure that the message that's transmitted is truly the message received. And if it isn't, that there is a process to correct it, that there's a process to say, okay, I'm sorry, that's not what I meant. Can we start again? And that can make for some tremendously healthy communication and some very, very, very clean filters. So thank you for joining me, and I will be back next Thursday. I will be checking into the chat room right after the show. So if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can uh, meet me in there. If you would like to leave a comment on the show, you can do so right here on Blog Talk Radio, and I will definitely respond to it. If you would like to connect with me or contact me, you can do so through my website at www.the-healing-house.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and like me on Facebook. So, until next time, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings. I wish you amazing messages transmitted that are always the message that's received. I wish you the opportunity to be able to communicate and really, really, really feel heard and to know that you are, you're safe. Because that's what we all want, is to be safe. So thank you. And until next week, this is Dr. Eileen with Healing House Radio. Bye-bye.